Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, just people doing really cool things in their space. Um, I know I have one of those today. As you know, we talk to uh, CEOs, entrepreneurs, lots of people that are athletes and in fitness, and and we've got a good combination of all those things today. Um, Just before we jump into our our regular kind of interview, um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know we have a relationship with Thirdsy. They create natural products that help athletes and high performers generally get better quality rest and recovery from physical and mental stress. Um, And their PM recovery collagen is it's melatonin free, uh, sedative free drink powder, and it helps you get the best quality rest and uh, supports joint and muscle recovery at the same time. So you just take it before bed and wake up uh, a little more rested than you did before. So um, if you want to check it out, go to third Z. So T-H-I-R-D-Z-Y or Z-Y for our American friends dot com and use the code BIBM20 and you can save 20% as well. So uh, check that out and see if it's something that you can use as well. Um, so today, really happy actually to have uh, Jacqueline Cordero back on the show. We had her um, some time ago and and uh, so she's a, a fitness expert, a lifestyle transformation specialist. She has her own fitness program called Jack Fit, which I know we'll talk a bit about. But in addition to coaching clients, she's also a registered nurse, a fitness influencer, model, going to be a podcast host, which we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about, um, and also a, a fitness competition athlete as well. So so first of all, um, Jacqueline, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to, uh, to talk to Thank us today. You. Well, I'll just first of all ask, were you up at five o'clock in the morning uh, to do your workout this morning or was it an off day? Was it uh, you were there? Uh, well, good morning, everyone. <laughs> and thank you for having me again. So yeah, yeah 5 a.m. is it's not even a thing I think about. It's just natural. It just kind of comes up with just like waking up and brushing your teeth, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I was up early. I decided not to hit the gym though this morning for cardio. I went yeah. outside and I, I walked for about an hour. I saw this amazing little fox that was running around. Actually, it was kind of like following me, which was cute. But um, <laughs> just, you know what? I wanted to do something different. The weather is really starting to peak here. So yeah. I like to take advantage of the outdoors uh, as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice when you can, because uh, that's what I was going to ask you, um, is that you did a lot of building kind of your, your fitness program and all those things during the pandemic when a lot of people were yes. trying to figure out how to do some of this stuff. But now we're also at a time where people are probably combining a little bit of, you know, go to the gym, do other things outside. Have you found, um, I, I guess, tell us a little bit about how that program has developed over the last little while, but also um, have you found differences now that people are kind of doing that combination now that things have got back to a little more normalcy now? Right, right. Well, you know what, I think a lot of what COVID um, has taught us, certainly, obviously, we had benefits and advantages and disadvantages to being in a lockdown situation and being isolated for a bit from the the rest of the world. Yeah. But you know, I always try to find the positive in a situation and that challenge can sometimes uh, present as an opportunity for change. Yeah. So 
from having the lockdown and me actually Jack Fit kind of being at its newest stages of uh, my brand, I implemented the idea of knowing that no matter if you had access to a gym or not, you can still do self-care concepts that will work towards your goal, whether it's health goals or fitness goals, whatever the case may be. So getting up and doing that cardio first thing in the morning and getting your training in and all those good things, those are investments into yourself, which, you know, and that's why the 5am club came about in, um, in COVID was because I knew that other people loved going to the gym. And when we weren't allowed or we didn't have access to that because of, you know, restrictions and, and guidelines imposed by the government, there's no reason why you can't get out and walk and do the things. There's always an, uh, a way to get around an obstacle. So I really feel that um, from there, I've kind of really continued on a lot of the things that I did during that time. You know, yeah. the 5 a.m. never changed. The cardio in the morning never changes. Um, it's just now I have the luxury of going to the gym if I choose to or staying at home and, tra- and training here. Yeah. Um, and then as, it, as our seasons change, you know, and as COVID was, well, we were in a lockdown for pretty much a full year consistently at one point. Yeah. Um, you know, you just realize that you can do the things you normally do. You just have to look a little broader, be a little bit more creative. And just know that limit things that limit you are just uh, maybe presented as a way to kind of do things differently. But sometimes yeah. those different actually make an impact. And like the other day, I woke up sore because I spend a lot of time in the water. Normally, I wouldn't do that for cardio, but I did. And you know what? You get a great little benefit from it, and you're yeah. you're exposed to the elements, which yeah. gives you a lot of and, and working different, well. working differently than you might have done doing something else, right? And different Absolutely. muscles, obviously, Absolutely. and yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Having fun and making things being creative with, you know, your fitness goals or whatever it is that you do enjoy in terms of, you know, some form of exercise will really allow you to remain consistent. Yeah. Right. And consistency well, is, you know, I, I, I say, I say that a lot. I sound like a broken record to my clients, but I can't stress that enough. It really yeah. truly is um, the main um, element when it comes to trying to adapt a, a healthy lifestyle, healthier lifestyle, or just becoming a better version of yourself. And I know that you use this a lot, but the whole kind of progress over perfection and, and maybe yes. just talk about that. Cause I think I'm sure that's something you talk to your clients about and it, it does relate to that consistency part as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I do these 10 minute check-ins weekly, virtually with my clients. Mm-hmm. And I know that, I mean, I, I hashtag it on my social media platform, but I do truly believe that progress um, over perfection is by far the best way to really wrap your head around a routine, especially if you're just trying to get used to it and, you know, build a foundation and then build from that. Right. So that really just means that no matter how much you feel you've um, improved in a day, 1% is still better than nothing. And the tiniest little step in the direction of decisions that work towards your goal is still progress. It's not about being perfect. We, as a society, and I find it very common that most feel like in order to get the most benefit out of a weight loss program or any kind of regime or anything that they pay for out there in terms of coaching and whatnot is to make sure that they fall to a T, you know, they start off with a spreadsheet and they make sure that they're, you know, crossing everything they're getting off and they're really, really proud of themselves. But then as they realize that that's a lot of added stress and the, the need to want to be perfect with the process ends up sabotaging you and your progress falls to the wayside and then you know your mind pivots to like okay here we go another failed attempt when really 
what we really need to do is just harness the, the, the concept that look at your day, what's realistic. If you're able to get the most of what you want done, then that's good. And that should be enough and show demonstrate grace and respect towards yourself and know that you don't have to be a hundred percent. Nobody's a hundred percent. I know I'm not. Yeah. And I, and you are, and the good thing, and I always, uh, and, um, any check-in with my clients when they feel the stress of having to be perfect with the process, I'm like, every day is another crack at being a better version of yourself. And we have the rest of our lives to work on ourselves. So don't feel the need that you have to get it done in a, uh, in a specific time or a time frame. When you put too much pressure on yourself, that's when you're not able to enjoy the process and you don't learn and absorb as much as you, you normally would as if you did. Now, uh, you know, going along with that, because you're, I think, a perfect example of that. I mean, you're a, um, you're a mom, you have, you have two kids, you have businesses, you uh, obviously are, are passionate about fitness for yourself as well. So, sure. um, yeah. so how do you approach that? Because I'm sure there's lots of people that are listening that are thinking, oh, that's, that's the most difficult part is how do you balance those to a certain extent? How do you approach that? Yeah, you know, work-life balance um, is difficult and not to mention, um, I am a single mom. So I sympathize with a lot of my clients when they, they present this as one of their major challenges. So, you know, for me, I feel that boundaries are a huge approach to sustaining yourself, your balance of work life. Boundaries are the thing other is this very framework that's going to allow you to be successful. Okay. Um, I've very smart person, you know, told me, uh, and the best advice I probably ever got is, you know, don't think narrow and deep, not wide and shallow. Try to craft and an, uh, exercise focus on the things that are really, really crucial and important at the time. Don't spread yourself too thin, right? Because too many, too many pots on the fire, one will get neglected, right? So what I'd like to do is I set boundaries. There's times in the day where I know I get up really early because I enjoy doing that. I invest in myself and then I come home, I get the girls off to school and then my day starts and Zoom calls and you know what work can be like, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. And then you have your children coming home from school and then they have their extracurricular activities. And I'm not only an Uber driver, but now I'm assistant coach and I'm the this and then that. And I love all the things, but at, at some point you have to create boundaries. So when my day is really, really busy, what I like to do is I like to establish time aside to be able to make connections. So I had, I was just at a FitCon um, speaking engagement and I was asked this very question. The number one thing I feel like parents, we need to do or try to be mindful of is put down these devices, the the iPads, the phones, the things that we know are going to distract us and not being in the moment. And yes, we have work and we have responsibilities, but it's taking an hour out of your day, taking your device and putting it in a completely separate room on the charger. So you're not even, you know, out of sight, out of mind and really harnessing and focusing on the client, on the, on the, on the people that are in front of you or the connections you're trying to make in front of you. You know, that's a boundary setting the limits to know that nothing's going to distract me for an hour. I want undivided attention with X, Y, and Z. And that's what I'm going to do. You know, boundaries with establishing a nighttime routine so that you're not up so late that it's impossible for you to get up in the morning and hit that 5 a.m., right? Yeah, yeah. It's all-encompassing. It's it's decisions towards self-care, decisions towards, you know, the priorities of what you have on your plate, making, um, actually just making the attempt to decide with intention 
what it is that is important to you, um, a need, not yeah. a want. Okay. No. Uh, and now, I, yeah. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I was just going to yeah, I was just going to say work-life balance is probably the number one struggle with adults. Yeah. And, you know, um, sometimes you have to revisit that and look at and reflect on what it is that's a priority. So then uh, that's actually what I was going to ask is that if, if you go through that process, I mean, there's that um, kind of, I mean, people are halfway through a year right now. So they're probably even starting to look at, you know, resetting their goals and recalibrating things and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. Do you personally, when you look at the goals, do you kind of uh, take a look at all of the different pieces of life when you do that? Or do you kind of separate, here's my fitness piece, and then here's what I'm doing outside of that? Or do you kind of merge those together? Well, you know what, to be honest with you, I'm really blessed and grateful because what I love and what my passion is, is what is how I make my money. Right. Yeah. Um, it took me a long time. Um, I went to university to study as a nurse and become an RM because I wanted to care for people. Yes, that is the number one reason. I didn't think there was great payoff. All of the money here in Canada when you practice as a nurse is pretty is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but that's not really why anyone becomes a nurse. And I feel like there's certain people that are threaded or wired a certain way. Um, mm -hmm. And that's eventually what I feel is their passion. But yeah. For a lot of us, you know, we, we have the expectation of doing things because it's expected of us or because it's just assumed, right? Yeah. Or it's a standard of society. So for me, I'm really blessed that I get to get up and I can put into me and then I really truly love working out. I lo it's me time. It's not mom time. It's not partner time. It's not nurse. It's not coach. It's not all the things we do. Yeah. It's my undivided time to reflect and work on me and get out any of that energy that I feel is not aligning with my goals and kind of expel that to make room for more of the positive as a day goes on. It truly sets the tone. It truly sets the tone for the day. You know, and as I get through, I, I realize that my work is my passion. And when I'm even doing things like this, I'm, I mean, you're going to help. Something's going to resonate. Something you say or you know, maybe a piece of advice or any little tip that you kind of throw out there is going to help someone and benefit them, right, in some yeah. way. And just taking note that every time you do something like, um, you know, provide assurance or coach or support, it's truly making the narrative of humans as a whole better, right? My yeah. focus is really trying to change the narrative with females and how we see ourselves and how we treat each other in, yeah. you know, in our environment. Um, but yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I feel blessed because what I do all day, every day, even though it can be tiring at times is truly what I enjoy like to do. I really, truly love it. And, and do you, um, I mean, you kind of touched on it there, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of what you see, because you are working with those people on kind of an ongoing basis. Um, yeah. how much, how much comes out of the inspiration of what you see from those individuals? I mean, you know, you, it, it really must be, um, must be nice to be able to s truly see the impact of, of what you do and on other people's lives pretty easily. It does. You know, uh, when I started in my career, I was an ER nurse. So I got to see the result of what I put into a person. Now, for example, maybe, you know, saving a life or, you know, um, a fractured arm and repairing it and whatnot. You, you can physically see that. Yeah. And I think that's why I was, I gravitated to that type of nursing. Now, with respect to what I do now, um, I feel that it's pretty much the same thing because over my six-week transformation challenge, for example, you know, over the course of those six weeks, when I get to know my clients, I see them from, you know, the shoulder shrugging, uh, forward shrugging kind of thing and the body mechanics, you can tell the self-esteem's not quite there, the confidence isn't there. And, you know, a lot of what comes out of and what do they express themselves as is, is quite negative. 
And over the course of picking up concepts and applying the ones that we do try to harness and, and capture along the way, they yeah. start to evolve and they start to stand up straighter and their progress photos look you know, more appealing because they start to believe in themselves and the confidence starts to build, all the good things start to happen. And that for me is the rewarding part of what I do, okay? Yeah. So just what I see now, let alone what they say to me and open up and express how, you know, their life has been changed. And these are diabetic clients that are no longer dependent on, you know, pill medication or, you know, um, I had a client that lost um, um, a child and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's probably one of the most devastating things for a human being to, to work through in terms of grief. Yeah. But I want to extend the community and myself to this individual so that they know that they have a network and a supportive system, you know, and if you can't talk to your partner, you know, you have a community of like-minded women behind you to support you and be able to, you know, to try to, you know, express and lean on us when you need to. Those are the things that matter. So seeing my clients go from where they start to, and that's a lot of times it's, it's quite devastating and disheartening to see to evolving into these beautiful, you know, lighthearted, energetic, uh, full, fulfilling, soulful beings is just truly remarkable. And it's so rewarding beyond words, beyond yeah. words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's what uh, you talk to so many people that, that do that, that um, uh, they draw most of their inspiration through what they see through other people. Cause um, you know, the, the transformations are unbelievable often. Yeah, you know, a lot of times my clients will say, you know, it's, it's so inspiring, you know, this 5 a.m. club, what you've done. And I'm like, you know what, though, I am the one that's inspired. Because if I didn't have the community of, of people that believe in and trust in the process, then I wouldn't have the daily inspiration or the motivation or even the drive to want to to continue to keep going. Like they're literally fueling my fire when they think that I'm feeling theirs, which is which is great. You know? Yeah, it's a great which, feeling. Is, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. And and so one of the things um, I'm not sure if, if this is still um, kind of your approach to it, but um, uh, nutrition has been one thing that you've you've really kind of worked. And and, and you, um, from what my understanding is, you also have a real plant-based approach to that as well um you know and if that's still the case you know where where did that come from and it and it is to to some people um like it's it's not intuitive yet for people to think oh i can i can build muscle i can do all those things on a plant-based diet so so talk about that a little bit and and um how that came about for you yeah so after i had my first daughter um bella and that was 12 years ago she's turned 12 yeah I, um, I started to really notice and take note of how certain foods made me feel, um, you know, and, and I was always a very clean eater, but I did eat things like red meat and a lot of chicken because uh, I feel like in the fitness industry, yep. we turn to the, the bird a lot for protein. <laughs> But, um, you know, I just started to being, I started becoming more mindful and more intuitive with how my body felt. And I just was, I was experiencing issues like digestion issues and not ever feeling like my stomach was truly flat. I almost felt like there's a a distension or an inflammation all the time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and as a nurse, we're like, we got to fix things, we got to fix things. So I started kind of making mindful notes of how I feel after I ate red meat or chicken and whatnot. And then I read this book by Dr. Michael Greger said was uh, how not to die. And it was a game changer for me. And I'm anyone that knows me, I don't sit down long enough to read a book like ever, <laughs> even though I, I will make no, I'll finish the book, but it's going to take me some time. Um, but when I read that, I, I couldn't put it down. And I just it started opening my mind up to, okay, you know what? You don't have to follow the book, um, you know, for the word, word for word. But mm-hmm. the things that I took from it were, 
incorporating more plants into your diet, finding nutrients um, and getting your macros, meaning your protein, carbs, and fats from plant-based as opposed to relying on animal products. I, I, you know, I wasn't one for dairy. I gave that up a while ago. And then I just started slowly taking out red meat and then chicken and then like the white lean meat was the last to go. Um, And I just found the amazing benefits of it. Not only was I thinking more clearly, I was healing quicker from my training. You know, I, uh, my skin looked better digestively amazing. And even on a female standpoint, I was so regular with my menstrual cycles that Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is, this is amazing. So I started sharing these types of things with uh, my clients and my friends. And, you know, and before you knew it, it kind of, you know, it's an influence. You're a silent influencer when you start to do things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, as I practiced that for, you know, like now 10 years and when Jack Fit came about, I'm like, well, you know, it's not, this is totally, a, it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah. I'm not in the business of uh, converting people from, you know, animal based to protein sure. or plant based. What yep. I do is I provide the knowledge, especially if they're inquiring on how to, you know, if they have experiencing the things that I was experiencing, I give them information, literature, resources that are, you know, evidence-based and I allow them to kind of sift through it alone. And if they want to expand on that, I'm here to have that conversation. So, but I will encourage my clients to add more plant-based um, uh, food sources into their diet and try to maybe mildly or moderately slow down on the amount of meat Mm -hmm. products that they have just to see if they feel a difference. Um, You know, and it's, it's basically, it's always going to be moderation is key, but so is consistency. So you have to give something like that a little bit of time to adjust and see how your body's going to respond. And I always say people, you have to trust the process, be patient with the process, but um, definitely I'm still encouraging my clients to do that. And if um, people want to go completely altogether plant-based or sorry, vegan, then by all means, I can help them in that direction. But I'm just trying to provide, you know, more examples of where to get your protein and not to think that it can only come from chicken, meat, and like the eggs and the things that we all are very much aware of. Yeah. And now, uh, Jacqueline, you have uh, obviously having your nursing background probably helps in what you do, as Mm -hmm. well as obviously tons of fitness background. What's it been like from um, an entrepreneurial standpoint where you probably had to learn a whole lot as you've gone through the last few years of of building what you've built? Like, has that been a challenge? Have there been things that you found, wow, this was this was a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be that kind of thing? Um. Not more difficult. To be honest with you, I thought being an entrepreneur was a really, well, first of all, stepping out of my comfort zone. I've Mm -hmm. only ever, you know, you know, my parents were like, go to school, get an education, get a pension, stable, you know, buy within your means and da, 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 da. Great advice, by the way, mom and dad. Thank you. I appreciate that. But (laughs) I have always beat to my own drums. So obviously I took a, a swing in the other direction. I would say that because a lot of what I did as a hobby while I was practicing as a nurse or uh, a lot of the things that I involved, like I involved myself in like uh, freelance writing for oxygen or competing yeah. or, you know, just reading, you know, just helping people com- step on stage that, or my friends are like, well, I can help you with that. And I would, you know, show them the process and just, you know, kind of enjoy doing that for them or with mm-hmm. them uh, because it was such a joyful thing that now when I do it, the entrepreneurship acts, um, aspect of actually doing is really easy. The part that I struggle with is, you know, having to look at things um, from a back end standpoint, like structuring the model, you know, there's so much that goes into it. And I am always going to be there willing and ready to learn. I want to be a sponge when it comes to anything I don't know. 
But yeah. certainly when you step outside your comfort zone and make a pivot to conventional ways of um, making money to entrepreneurship, yeah. it's, uh, it's going to make you feel uncertain a lot of times. It's going to make you feel yeah. vulnerable. All the things we don't like to feel as humans. Yeah. But I think the more that I step out and I do that, the better I will become. I will be for that. So yeah, yeah no, it's um, it's definitely not. I wish there was more than twenty four hours in a day. <laughs> yeah. and, I also know, <laughs> and I also know the importance of sleep, uh, quality of sleep. Yeah. Which is another hot topic that my clients um, ask me about. But I just feel like you know, it's it's one of those things where you know, it's you have to just be patient, and eventually things will kind of just fall into place. But if I'm consistent with my actions into wanting to learn this new role as an entrepreneur, yeah, why shouldn't? Sky's the limit, right? Yeah. And and did you, um, and maybe from both perspectives, like the business side and also the fitness side, do you have, um, have you had mentors that you've kind of looked to as you've went through or how has, um, uh, I mean, because right now I'm sure you are one of those people for a lot of people, but did, did you have something sure. to look to as you, you went through this? Honestly, I, anyone that I speak to or anyone that I come in contact with, I view as a mentor or a point of inspiration. I try to surround myself with people that either are level above or level or at my level to level me up and continually push me to, to be better, you know? So yeah. I think that in the sense of just having those normal uh, everyday conversations with people, I'm learning to have those people around me that are really um, fitting the mold for my future success, you yeah. know, and I see them walking with me as opposed to behind me or, you know, so yeah. that's, it's, it's a nice feeling to have that. Um, Alex, my boyfriend, he, yeah. I mean, he's a world <laughs> renowned business and uh, mobile. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy is very successful, very yeah. intelligent. And a lot of the conversations that we have are based around entrepreneurship and his, you know, his ability to uh, pivot from, you know, major league baseball, um, you know, success legend to, yeah. you know, the entrepreneur that he is today. And a lot of what he tells me is, is, you know, kind of, it's very relatable because when you don't come from knowing how or an example being set before you, you kind yep. of just have to make sure that you you're consistent, you believe in yourself. And then when you get to a point where you can choose who's around you, you just mm -hmm. continue to make sure those people are wired the same way and want to continue to push you to be better. And they're, and they're better um, for that too, as well. So it's, it, it goes uh, hand in hand, but in terms of physical um, or uh, it, fitness influencers, yeah. I was at a FitCon expo and Brooke Ends yeah. was there and Dana B yep. and there's a lot of amazing, so successful women in the fitness industry. And I find that, you know, just because we come from different areas of fitness, it's like, we all have one thing in common we just want better for ourselves. And it means, yeah. you know, um, you know, whether you retire from your sport or what you're known um, initially for, it's like that there's a next chapter. And yeah. what does that chapter look like? It just means maybe now showing others the way, you know, that you came up or just keeping that positive influence and making sure that, you know, you're, you're there to support others. If, you know, once they, if they call upon you leading by example. Yeah. yeah. I, well, and it is interesting where I think I think almost every person that we talk to, regardless of their background, is that there is some truth to that, um, uh, who you surround yourself with kind of a piece as well is like, you know, that that whole idea that, you know, show me the the five people you spend the most time with and I can yeah. kind of take a look at, at, at your success or what what type of life you lead. Um, I, and actually, you know, you brought up Alex there. The one thing that, um, you know, he is both a, he's very similar to you, a very involved dad and entrepreneur and all of those things as well. Yes. Um, but how a high profile, has that been different for you having to kind of, uh, you know, 
deal with something that's maybe a little bit different because you know that you've you've suddenly got this this profile um, and and having to deal with that while trying to raise your kids and do all the stuff we talked about earlier right. with balance, right? Is that has that been yeah. something to get adjusted to? Um, absolutely. I would be lying if I said I it didn't. Um, yeah. it, it's affect. Well, you know. <laughs> word around my girlfriends I have a group of six best friends and yep. um the odd time we get together and you know just kind of be able to you know, just chat and just catch up yeah. you know it, it's like one of them referred to me as Cinderella they're like you literally when you're gone out of your turf Windsor Ontario yep. Canada, yep. <laughs> you know, yep. you're, you're, you're on jets and you're doing this and you're going to speak engagements and you're doing a lot of public things right you're yeah. on the public eye and you're you know because I'm with um a person that's a celebrity Sometimes, well, most of the time, it's, I find it's very, um, I feel, I feel like as though it's an amazing experience because there's so much to be learned from all of these experiences and the, the you know, the places we go and the, and the people we see and just watching, um, you know, how people respond to a person that is with a high profile person. The thing is though, I don't see myself like that. I'm Jack. It's yeah. like when I come back to Windsor, I'm cleaning the cat poop. I am doing the laundry. I am doing the domestic stuff. And you know what? A lot of me loves that. I'm, that's what keeps me grounded. Me just hanging out with my girlfriends around a fire pit, um, you know, doing gymnastics in the backyard with my girls. Those things keep me grounded. I love the fact that um, at this point in time, I'm able to still balance, um, you know, who I am with my relationship. I feel that, you know, Alex and I, we complement each other, you know, because there's a lot of um, things that go into a relationship when you are high profile, you don't have a lot of privacy, you know, um, you know, you just, you have to be okay with that. You, you just yep. have to be okay with that with, with, you know, within reason. Yep. So the balancing act has taken me some time, but I do find what does work for me at this point in time is just being able to keep in mind, you know, who and what's important to you, right? And that should be the, fo the focus of what I do and my decisions I make. And at the same time, being open and just going with the flow and not having expectations and still reminding yourself who you are every day and what you're blessed for. Gratitude for me has always been like the center um approach to me maintaining balance of any kind of my life so yeah. it's not changing i mean yeah there's there's challenges and struggles being um in a relationship but it's still a relationship you're gonna have challenges in the relationship regardless it's just you know um people not many not as many people are watching you know yeah. Kind of thing, but, yeah 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 no it's, <laughs> it's interesting that's a great way to put it is that you know you're going to have those things anyway so it's just how you deal with them. exactly a little little exactly. differently so um so one thing uh, is you're um i know you're you've got a podcast coming up and, and things like that um you know is uh, that's yeah. something i think relatively new for you so um you know why <laughs> that and, and what's it going to be about just tell us a little bit about it so yeah, so I, I feel like because I have these amazing check-in one-on-one com uh, conversations with my clients, there's a lot of topics that come up and they're common theme things, you know, like like you know, mothering the 5am club, um, yeah. how to uh, balance work life and all the things that come up, even sometimes they're more female driven in terms of like reproduction and all that stuff. And the conversations are so real. And I feel that they're, I don't want to, not in a sense, waste them, but I want to share Yep. these types of conversations with others because I get a lot of 
inquiries and questions sent um, on my uh, social uh, media platform asking mm -hmm. about, you know, well, what do you talk about your clients with this or when they're presented with this? There's so many things. And I feel that if I'm able to share that on a platform where it's a little broader and other women can and other men for that matter can mm -hmm. be a part of that or, you know, listening on it it might somehow resonate with them and it might help them. And that's just another way for me to expand that and allow my, my support ongoing to others that are just in my jacket community. Yeah. The other thing is I feel like I really, really want to be able to change the narrative of not only how women see ourselves internally, but how we treat each other. And I feel like the more that we have that type of behavior and demonstration um, as an influencer, and the more you can put that out there, the more likely you're going to see that change a lot quicker, right? Yeah. So I just, you know, I just want it to be real. Uh, I, I don't mind being on podcasts. And for the longest time I did want to do one, I just, you know, there's a, <laughs> a lot of things on my plate. Yeah. And, um, you know, and competing was, is always one of them and wanting to just, you know, always kind of put my, I, I'm always like one foot out of the door in fitness, something like something yeah. to just level myself up. So I'm not bored, but this gives me another step out of my comfort zone kind of approach to Jack fit, but more of a lifestyle and a contribution to, to try and make things better and change the narrative for women, especially. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure people will be waiting for that. We'll make sure that we've got that information uh, in there so people can uh, can follow it as it comes out and everything else sure. as well. Um, the one thing that we've mentioned a couple of times is the 5 a.m. club. And, and I mentioned yes. that, uh, you know, every person who comes on the show, we try to get a couple of um, um, actionable things that people can kind of take away. Right. And um, and that's one we'll kind of focus on because there's probably a lot of people that think, okay, I could never do a 5 a.m. kind of um, routine. Um, and, right. and maybe just, do you have a couple of um, tips on, on how people could kind of work that into what they do in, in a day? Absolutely. The number one question is, does it have to be 5 a.m.? Number one question. Yeah. <laughs> I say it can, your 5 a.m. can be whatever works for you and whatever that means to your work day or your day planning. Yeah. But the one thing that, and I always say this, and I'm going to say this again, consistency. The one thing you have to do is you have to make a promise to yourself that whatever time you do want to wake up, if it's not 5 a.m., if it's 6 a.m. or 7 a.m., then be consistent with that and structure a routine to be able to set yourself up for success. And that doesn't start the morning of, that starts the day prior. So at nighttime, when you're done eating, make sure you have your water bottle or whatever, if it's your BCAAs in your cup, throw that in the fridge, have that ready, put your keys on the counter, make sure you have your shoes at the door, that like the littlest things. Then when it comes to the nighttime, after you've done all of that, try to find a way to wind down and calm your mind. Don't do things that are going to stimulate you to keep you up longer than you really need to be. So establish a bedtime routine that's going to allow you to relax and calm your whole body. Then make sure you set that alarm. So for me, I get up and I, it's now just a kind of an automatic, but I'm up sometime shortly after four, I'm usually hitting my gym, like cardio session by five. Mm -hmm. But for those of you, until you get to that point, set your alarm, but do it in enough time where it's like you have time to hit maybe snooze once. Yeah. <laughs> you know that you have to hit it again. You're going to be a but make sure you have enough time where you're, you're going to set yourself up for success again and then get up, you know, get your If your clothes are already out, get your clothes on, get your drink that you had made the night before your piece and get out the door. Now, if you're hitting the gym, 
you know, that, you know, you have a routine. What's your program? Do you have a plan going in there? Open the door to that gym, check your ego and be vulnerable with whatever you're trying to achieve that day. But whatever you're doing, make it intentional. You know, if your body is sore, then don't go running full tilt on the treadmill. Maybe walk on an incline and listen to your body. If you're feeling beast mode, get up, get to that vest that I like to throw on and, and crush those stairs for about 45 minutes and, and utilize the time and the energy that you feel that day. Make it work towards your benefit. Yeah. And then, you know, hit your training and then come home. Make sure you plan your time so you can have your meal within the window, an hour window of training. And then have an idea of what you're going to do the rest of the day. It's all about planning and it's about being consistent. And it will take you a while to get there. And I can promise you there's about four or five times where you're going to be like, this is too early. I'm not doing this. I can't do this. But you know what? Push through. Because when you use discipline over motivation on those days, something happens. And there's something that kind of just switches in you. And eventually you're like, oh my, I love the way I feel when I do this. Yeah. And then get yourself there, and then it becomes a routine. It becomes a routine and a habit. And it's that that progress every day kind of thing that you were talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. But setting yourself up for success is going to be initially what you need to do. You know, try to make sure that you're avoiding those pitfalls and those triggers that you know that mm-hmm. you have, or that you're trying to, you know, at least for a while until you can debunk them or break them, break them down. Awesome. Okay, so if uh, there's probably lots of people that have listened to that and and are uh, are, are becoming all in fairly quickly. So <laughs> if they want to be able to, um, you know, find out more about your programs, find out more about kind of what you have coming up, what are the best ways for them to do that, Jacqueline? Um, I have a website, jackfit.ca, and I will always have the challenge date that's going to start um, located on my website under phase one, and that will tell them the next date that the, the six week challenge is going to. Um, happen or start and registrations open for that right now and that's a total of six weeks that's um nutrition plan training plan weekly check-ins with me you know bonus workouts all the great stuff and then there's the elite program which is one-to-one and that's more geared to um a little bit more of a a customized plan for specific goals for my clients and those are the ones that i'm you know, I'm a little bit more of a firmer coach jack on because you know they they need that one-to-one so there's that But aside from that, um, direct, uh, direct an email towards me, uh, jack at jackfit.ca or uh, Instagram. I think it's, yeah, it's at, at jack underscore linfit. Almost forgot my Instagram handle. Um, <laughs> and then I, you know, I get a lot of, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm only on there on Wednesday. So I was, I was going to say that the, uh, the, you can direct message me there or just, you know, I'm always willing to take in questions too. So if I feel like it's, you know, if at the time I'm going to answer back, but you know, all of those, um, the above, there's a Facebook page, Jack Fit community, Facebook page as well. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty accessible. Okay. Well, <laughs> and what we'll do is we'll put in the show notes, all those links as well. So if someone missed it, then they'll go through and be able to take a look at those lots of great, uh, uh, great content there and great information and everything as well. But, um, um, you know, it, obviously as we've went through, you've, you've got some busy days and everything. So I, I, we really, appreciate you taking the time and and hope that lots of people can kind of connect with you after that so um yeah again yeah well it's always great to have you on and uh and to everybody else um thanks for listening again and we will talk again soon on big idea big moves hit that subscribe button yet go on you know you want to thanks for listening to the big idea big moves podcast Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at 
big idea underscore big moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.